podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Uh, yes, listeners, this is the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! Wembley! Wembley! Wembley. Palace uh, have won a game and uh, are now, uh, well, one game from Wembley. It should be two games from Wembley. No, I agree. Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, but we're first of all going to introduce our sponsors, which is Vector Printing. For all your printing and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with Okay! Correct. Uh, and don't forget, we have got uh, the FYP t-shirt and Vector of the K t-shirts are available. Go to uh, fypfanzine.uk right now and you can order one and they look very nice indeed. We're also not, sponsored... Not, not right now. Not... Well, they can do. They can multitask. They can well, do you it. can't. Well, I so can't. there's no reason to believe the rest of them can. All right, well, I believe they can. I believe in you, listeners. Um, did, you, did you notice the K was a bit more boisterous as well when we said it? Yes, oh, yeah, it was. It really, really was. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah, that yeah. win really made a difference yeah. to us. It did. Yeah. Um, we're also sponsored by JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, it's very my, good. That's my dad's. I'm, I'm not taking it over. He's uh, he said to me he was pissed off about Andy doing it the other week. Or oh, very, really? Very strongly annoyed because I, he oh, said, oh, dad. he's just taken that over. I was the first one to say it last week. And I'm not yeah, but your doing dad it. gets annoyed about everything. He's like me. He's an old man thing. Well, yeah, I suppose. But so, if I mean, he's not here... That's a calm, I suppose. If he's not here, who's going to... Someone's gonna got to yeah. do it. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, it's not that long-standing. It's only a four-week-old tradition, so it could it could go. Yeah, it can be changed. It's got legs, though. It well. yeah, it's got yeah, legs. Yeah. It's less traditional than the FA Cup, anyway. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, good, good point. Very good. It's, right. It's, um, no, it's no vector with a K, is it's it? It's no, no. But it is going to get there. Um, let's no introduce. No one's getting I will T-shirts done, are they? No. Well, they might do in the future. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I, I could yeah, see it being a thing. Travis Endicott is back for his second appearance on the pod. How are you? I'm feeling mighty fine. Good man. More fine after the win, of course. Good. I was dreading it. Finally got my ticket last minute. I was heading up there and I was just going, I don't know how this is going to end today. Um, the only thing that I thought before the game that would help us was Vaughan being in goal and not Larice, because he uh, seems to screw us every time we play him through the saves that he makes and probably every other team that he plays. But that was the only hopeful I could see going into the That's game. That's true. Turned out to be a lot, lot better than just him being in goal. Very true. Very true Although indeed. Arguably, a lot more positive to take out. He was at fault with the goal, arguably. No, no, he was. Yeah, Ooh, it's a good yeah. finish. I thought it was a very it good finish. It was a good finish, but it I think I think if Andy Street had been here and that had been Hennessy, he'd be getting the blame for that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, well, maybe if Larice yeah. had been lobbed by Walker, he might not have got back onto the that's line. On very, that's true. Very yeah. true. Well, let's introduce our other voices because, of course, uh, Kevin Day is here. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm still slightly hungover from uh, taking a long time to get back from N17 to SW16 on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And then doing a gig last night with a lot of Palace fans. But I'm all right, I'm fine, I'm encouraged. Good. I'm happy. Good man. Terrick is the worst possible draw. We, we needed another Premier League club, I want to know. <laughs> well, we needed, we needed a team with an S, ideally. Saints, That's true. Spurs, yeah, Stoke. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't get that. Or, so, or Tottenham, Southampton, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, all the other teams enough. are available. Shrewsbury, Shrews, well, no, there wasn't. There actually is no other. Shrewsbury, if they uh, beat me. Yeah, so my theory's so. out the window straight away. Yeah, um, and Robert Sutherland, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, yeah. I didn't, I've not. 
I've not had anything to drink since the 1st of January, but after that Spurs game, I felt like I should have. Um, but I didn't. So there Do you know what? That's why I knew there was a reason. I was cross when I saw you in the pub before. Yeah, that was what it was. You were yeah. taking up the space with somebody. It was Sorry. packed in that pub and you were taking up the yeah. drink of space. That's why you turned it down when I offered you to get yeah, you on. Yeah, 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 it yeah. makes sense now. I don't know why I'm yeah. doing it, but I just, yeah, it feels drink, good. Drink you water on a pavement. Mm, yum. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, so, the, the Palace is, beat Spurs. We've got Reading away. Is, is Palace's name on the cup? Potentially yeah, this know. year, even if, even if we were called the FA Cup FC, our name wouldn't be on the the cup. There's no, I, I can't tell you how cross I am that people talking about us being one game away from Wembley. It's another indication of how the FA managed to gnaw up their own competition. But it's it's less about as we talked about the FA Cup and its priority last week. It's less about the win and the tournament it was in than the manner of the win. To be perfectly honest, which I was really encouraged by. And I know we've had a couple of four storms recently but that for me seemed like a proper old fashioned defensively solid hit them on the break last 15 minutes I thought we looked more likely to score especially when Yannick came on we were getting into their box more than they were getting to ours and I thought and I, I, it can't be as simple as this but I just thought we looked better full back we just looked better with Kelly right back and Ward left back I thought we just looked we looked like defence was our main priority basically we looked um, a lot more stable, didn't we? We do. The, the, the shape looked better. The midfield players looked more confident in front of that. And, and to be fair to Hennessy as well, I think we should say this because we have criticised him. I thought Hennessy made the saves he had to make, but also came off his line a lot more. He looked more confident somehow. Yeah. It just, it just. And I thought, I don't think anybody had a bad game. I think, I think Zahar was, on a very quiet way, was outstanding. And I thought Jordan Much actually is someone else was coming. I thought Jordan Much was really good. Mm-hmm. Kabai played five or six yards further forward and was breaking up the play a bit further. I just it just looked it looked recognisably Palace again, which it hasn't done for a while. So I was really encouraged by it. and that that second. I normally you're biting your nails after five minutes, but I thought it was um, if you if you watched if you didn't go to the game and you didn't have a way of watching the full match and then you watched the match of the day highlights you'd have got a completely different impression of the match yeah, yeah. I thought that Palace were a lot more uh, there was a, a greater deal of tenacity we, we seemed more intent on winning the ball there, there were a couple of really solid tackles in midfield where um, where I think in other in other in previous cases we might have shirked them a little bit I think defensively we were a lot more resolute um, and then just in attack as well there was just a bit more potency it, it was helped by Belassi coming on but I thought Wickham did really well especially in the later stages of the, of the game where he really kind of took the ball down and not only would he take the ball down and look for a pass he'd actually turn and try and run at them and it made a big difference to the way that we played your, there was your, more positivity Your point about the match of the day coverage is really good because they tried to imply it in the first half I think the quote was the breeze was our best uh, hope mm. going forward but mm. in fact Ward uh, and Kelly both got forward quite a lot yeah. but in a, in a discipline where when they could go and forward and we had set forward. pieces that they just didn't, set pieces, didn't but there was a couple there was one where Ward got through put a ball in that Ledley only just missed there's a run from we, we had chances in the mm. first half more so in the second half but that wasn't a backs to the wall no. defensive Alamo position at all the way that, that Max Day presented it and so, Tottenham are a really good side as well yeah like, we've got to play that and they've got to stop diving. Danny Rose has got to stop diving people talk about Zahar diving That's Danny Rose has got to stop that but they're a good side they're physically strong as well and I think I think they're a bit taken aback I think that was a much harder game than they expected mm. so Travis do you think that um, Kelly has, has, has earned a spot obviously coming because of Suarez not playing should we just stick, should we stick in now with, with Kelly and, and Ward at left back? Because even Ward looked a bit more comfortable. Back it's at left been back. my thought for the last month or so. Because in the past two seasons, when we haven't had a left-footed left back 
in the starting lineup has always been Kelly and Ward. Mm. And Suarez is one of those uh, left backs that is attacking. And in the Watford game the other week, there was a few times where he's run forward and he hasn't. You see him turn around and just jog back. And it's like we said, Kelly and Ward are only pushing forward when they know they're safe to push forward. When the the flow of the game is in their half, then they push forward and join up in the attack instead of just trying to create it from being in our third in the first place. And that's given us a lot more stability, which is the way we've won games in the past two seasons, by being defensively sound, mm. going on the counter-attack, scoring a goal, and then just generally looking comfortable and holding on to a 1-0 lead, which mm. is what we've struggled to do at points as well. well. Uh, I did a, a benefit last night for the uh, Lilly Foundation. You can donate via the website, and Palace Charity, of course. Uh, and Keith Millen was there because he's a big supporter. But he was saying that without being gung-ho and saying Palace are back, he said there was, there was definitely a a different feeling about them and that he said at half time he thought that they were going to be really nervous in the second half given what's happened recently he said they just weren't at all they just went out there and it's like the old palace and they defended so what's what's changed them well I don't it's hard to say I mean he he thinks he doesn't I mean he said the trip away has really helped them uh, I think the big thing is just seeing Balassi rounding about the place as well you could see how much it lifted the fans how much it lifted the other players I mean, we, I think we need to let Addy by all know we weren't cheering the fact that he was going off, but cheering the fact Balassi yeah, yeah, was, was coming on. Mm. And you can see straight away. I don't think I don't think he's ready for a full ninety minutes for a while yet. But right from the start, first touch of the ball, he's trying to get into the box, and and Wilf was was emulating him. And, they, and gave, they really, they really struggled to cope. He with gave him a nice quote to um, to Mark Ritson from the Quarry Advertiser, isn't he? Saying Mark said, "Are you going to play today?" And he said, "Oh, are you going to start?" And he said, "Nah, nah, I'll be blowing up my ass if I start." <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think in some ways it, it it was a sign of us going kind of back to basics a little bit. And I think I, I felt that when Suarez got that red card, I felt that that might happen that we end up playing in a in a slightly more kind of resolute def- defensive mm. way where you know in, in Kelly you've got the, the irony is in Kelly you've got someone who is probably a bit more of a specialist right back or defender and yet he was the one that got forward and ended up scoring yeah. uh, that, that goal so was his first in five years or something wasn't yeah. it as well and, but he's, wow. he, he was he was really really good on that side not just because he would he, you know he'd get forward a little bit but he would also do all the defensive work that he needed to do and right from the start I thought he, that there was a there were a couple of I think I've said it before but there were a couple of strong uh, challenges that that we didn't shirk and that made a massive difference to how we to how we performed um it also whenever son got the ball for example there was a kind of it was almost like a safety net kind of formed around him to yeah. stop him from getting through and that is partly you know we've talked about this being like a pulist kind of approach but that kind of defensive mindset did you know it definitely made a difference well, I, think, I, I thought son was their best player and i was pleased when he was taken off but it's interesting because it wasn't just the challenges it was like for the first time in a while we were defending properly with shape and this, we weren't going to ground all the time it's like you say we were, we were cutting channels off surrounding people blocking passes rather than sort of desperate last ditch challenges and when they had to put the challenges in they were doing it mm-hmm. properly but it was discipline and organisation like the like of which we haven't seen before and I, I thought I don't know if it's my imagination but I thought Kabaya was a lot more vocal than he has been for, and you could see them talking to each other all the way through and I thought the mid, I thought Ledley Kabaya yeah. much I thought they all, all three of them played well, but I think much definitely deserved. And also, Wilfred didn't get nearly enough credit for his role in the goal. As everyone said, mm. that was, it was a layoff from Zahar. He held the ball for about 35, 40 seconds, made space, came back again, taking defenders towards him, leaving Kelly on his own. And it was a brilliant layoff and a brilliant, brilliant finish. So, and I thought, I, I thought Wilfred had another really good game. Brilliant. I thought. 
Yeah, he was. He is one of those players that that is just growing, growing in strength this season. I think. I think uh, you know, we, he had. I think last season was more of an education for him than anything, and then. But this season, he he just looks a completely more like a more rounded player. Um, he did everything. You know, we. I, I was interested on Twitter that just looking at what people thought of Wilf, and a lot of people said that it wasn't as good a performance as he's had pre in the last couple of games. But actually, I would say that in terms of maturity, it was probably his best mm. performance for us, but just because of the amount of defensive work he had to do against Danny Rose, who is, as, as Kev said, he, Kevin said, he's, he's quite, uh, he, he tends to, to hit the ground quite a bit. Cheat, yeah, cheat, yeah. Yeah, he was a cheat, cheat essentially. Cheat, yeah. But he, in Danny Rose, you've got a player who's got pace and who is essentially like, like Soiree was for us, where he's very much yeah. an attacking player. And Wilf tracked him every single time. And the fact that he ended up getting, getting, getting Rose booked Right towards the end is only the, was it was the right thing to happen really because it showed just how dominant Wilf had been. Well, I think also to be fair to Wilf because we have highlighted a sort of sulky tendency recently, but so there was a couple of moments when he sat on his backside looking at the ref. But for the most part, he did get up, get up, and get on with it. But what was interesting is I said to Keith Finlan last night, "How come Wilf hasn't bolted up like Balassi did?" And he said he might not have done upper body. He said, "Look, next time you see him, look at his legs." His, oh, yeah. his legs are massive. He's mm. really worked on his 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 thighs, his quads, and all that sort of stuff. So he's getting physically much stronger than he was. I think his really body's much stronger than he has been in the past two seasons. Taller as well, as well. Yeah, he, he, he just yeah. generally bigger. Yeah. 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 Was it the Bournemouth player that bounced off him the yeah. other week when he just kind of stood there? He has a lot more about his game. I think Belassi finally being out for two seasons as well. It's almost like he hasn't had to prove himself as being the winger of the club. He's had another one. Yeah, he's kind of outshined him a little bit every time, and he's just been in the shadows, in the shadows. Balassi's injured for two and a half weeks and it shows his it shows yes. how much he offers to our club that we kind of don't necessarily appreciate when Balassi's in the team and mm. taking the glory as it is in terms of being the showboating player. But it's interesting what you say about what Balassi said about his fitness there, because he also said, I think it's in the standard that he actually thinks the injury might have been a good thing. He just said I was knackered. I needed I needed a rest. Played so much football, travelled so much. But also we've said that about the other Palace players, haven't yeah. we? That's kind of a theme, maybe, that you get to that part of the season. Players at Orange Nationals yeah. as well, and players do look a bit yeah. leggier. It is incredible, though. I, Kevin was saying that you know when when if you look at look at the players that that we then that we, that you look at Balassi, you look at Gale, you look at Sacco potentially coming back. These are three players that if we'd have signed them in the transfer window, yeah. we'd have been delighted, wouldn't we? But they, and and yeah. so now. Now they're at a point where they're coming back. It's it's also easy to forget that we re, we we missed Balassi for two and a half months. Yeah. Mm. That's a that's a, oh, that's a, a long time. huge part of the yeah. season. So you end up losing that balance, and in that time as well, we didn't have Sacco. So you you we basically missed on missed out on a on a winger, mm. um, and, and we, should, we and, probably and, should have replaced him in the window. But then these things. It was so Ledley and much were struggling with injuries as well. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think it, it is fair. In the doom and gloom, there have been people saying, "Well, he hasn't had his full squad available," for, which is, which is probably fair. And there were more hopeful signs when you look at the players we had on Sunday. Oh, actually, maybe the squad is a bit better than we thought it was. Mm. And and I, I thought Adi Boyle, without doing anything spectacular, I thought in the first half, he he nearly always drew two defenders towards him every time he had the ball. He nearly always made space for somebody else. Didn't really give anything to, to feed on in front of the goal, but I thought he showed a lot of strength and a lot of mobility. And what was really good about him was seeing him at the end 
coming back out on the pitch and, mm. and congratulating every Palace player and, and celebrating. That was a really... And I don't think that was just because it was at Tottenham. Mm. I think that was because he, he's happy in the group. Well, every photo you see of Adebayor, he's always smiling yeah, with all the Palace players. Yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. like he's yeah. enjoying, enjoying his time. Do we think, Rob, well, that... Might be because he's counting the money. But it's probably because yeah. he's getting yeah. paid by but, two people at the same but, time. But, as well. by, by, by all accounts, everyone says he's been a really, really positive influence in the mm. in the dressing room as well. And that, so, Keith Lindsay, he plays for Real Madrid. He's a big yeah. name. And, exactly. the, and the younger players are really excited by him being there. And I... I think at the moment he's, he seems to be enjoying that sort of senior player role. And I, the thought of him, you know, Zahar, Balassi and Adibayor, it's a front three that most clubs would, mm. wouldn't would really want to play against once once Adibayor is properly fit. Mm. And then you've got Wickham floating about and you've got Zacco floating about, you've got Lee floating about. There's still other options there. Do we think, Rob, that, or do we see on Sunday indications that, that uh, Adibayor and Wickham could be something that works in the future? I thought that... Um, I thought they played played reasonably well um, against Spurs. I, th- I thought Wickham was was probably better late, later on in the match when Spurs looked to be tired a bit. I wrote about this actually on the on the site, and I think that I th- I think that with with the two of them playing together, there's potential. Um, you've got to you've got to when you look at the way that that, that they both played on Sunday, um, you've got to take into account the way that Spurs play as well. And they're, they're under Pochettino, he did the same at Spurs uh, at Southampton. They're very much a kind of intense, you know, harrying pressure kind of side that whenever the ball is in their own half, they have two or three players at at one time just putting whoever is under possession under pressure. So whenever Adebayor got the ball, he'd have two players, three players around Mm. him, you know, one behind him, two in front or vice versa. And they'd all be, you know, it's not easy to play against that. I thought Wickham and uh, Adebayor both did a decent enough job in terms of actually taking the ball down, laying it off, bringing others in, into play. And then, I mean, in Wickham's case, had he just checked his run a little bit, he might have scored. Hmm. You know, or, or and then equally he could have set he could have set Yannick Balassi up with the chance as well later uh, earlier I'd, in the I'd match. I'd be too. I'd be interested to hear what Travis thinks about this because he's the only one of us that has played at a level where everyone's got the same colour socks. <laughs> proper football but well, I thought well. I thought the first half is, I thought there's a couple of times when Wickham and Adebayo kind of replicated the same role going for the same ball wasn't, weren't quite sure well, Wickham's role was a bit vague first half he wasn't quite sure what what to do and I agree he was, I thought he was better when Adebayo went off and he was the, the focus then so well, we agreed it was a 4-4-2 four, four, in the first two, half it, it started 4-4-2 four, four, then it went to kind of 4-4-3 four, four, three, four, three, three. Three, three. I, think, I think at one point Wickham moved down to the left a bit and Zaha moved down to the right and they were kind of it was almost a four Much five, five the one point, another point, point, and points, yeah, yeah. but I think with the two attacking things the thing I've always thought the other two teams that play 4-4-2 four, four, in the league are Leicester and Watford and their two strikers are Dini and Agallo a big guy and a quicker small guy and then you've got Vardy who's the quicker small guy and either Ajoa or Okazaki who's the hold up player I think it's either going to be Adebayo or Wickham and someone like Gale when he comes in I think we need because they're both going for those balls, they're both going for the knock-ons, and I think if they even need to work out who's going to receive the knock-ons and be running in behind, or bringing Gale for one of them instead. So are they a bit too similar? Similar in times, I don't, but, but I don't, I don't know because I don't, for, know. I don't think he wants because to play four four two. I don't think it was. Yeah. I, I think it'll what, be. Though. I don't think. I, I, I'm starting to suspect because again we keep forgetting about Gale coming back. Mm. I, I'm starting to suspect that Gale just isn't going to get a look in whatever happens. Although I think Travis is quite right. If you're going to play a four four two. And we've, we said that when Murray was at Palace, give Gale a chance in a 4-4-2. But 
I think it's going to be it'll be Balassi's it'll be a four five one four three three whatever way you want to look yeah, at it. I thought and, and those um, the opportunities where Wickham actually did did get the ball down and run. He actually oh, has pace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, he, he has a lot of pace. What was the yeah. point in the second half where he's kind of picked up the ball, turned, and he he looks a bit. Even though he's got the pace, he almost looks slow. But you're thinking, wait, you know, he's not actually that slow. He's overtaking the guy. And he's run, managed to run past the player. And it's almost the same with Adebayor sometimes when he runs past the player. It's, it just seems a bit, they just seem a bit lanky. Yeah, yeah. lanky and gay. It's like a giraffe trying to play football sometimes. It's like Peter Crouch back in the day a little bit every now and again, even though he didn't really have the greatest footwork at any point in his career, to be fair. But I, know, I think Wickham, he's got a lot more to offer than we give him credit for. But whether he's going to play up front with Adebayor and it will work. Mm. Well, that was the reason you do he left about Adebayor, and you know what a good player is. His first touch is just magnificent, mm-hmm. and he doesn't care how many players he's got around. Kabai's the other He doesn't care how many players he's got around him. He'll he'll want the ball, and his first touch is really really good. That really defines a class. Player, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like just that. that little up in class. Yeah. Going back, back to the Wickham thing, though, because that, that was cited as the reason he left Sunderland was that he wasn't left, getting wasn't played up front, he was getting played mm-hmm. up left. Yeah. So do we not think that, that uh, it, it might get frustrated again if he's not the main man again up front? No, because I don't think... I, I genuinely don't think we'll sign Adiboy or... Permanently. Permanently. Mm. And I think, I think, from what I can gather, Pardew really, really likes Wickham. And I think one of the thinking behind getting Adiboy in was that Wickham can learn from Adibayo. a really good... Well, Adibayo doesn't like to play as a lone striker, but he can learn from Adibayo's experience. He can learn the dark arts of, of playing up front, and I think I think Wickham will definitely start next season. And I think, and I, I, I actually genuinely think, in a way that I never thought about Cameron Jerome, for example, that once Wickham does get a couple of goals, because if you get if you can get ten goals out of Wickham, mm-hmm. he'll he'll bring twenty goals out of the other. T- oh I, yeah, the rest I, I, without, without a doubt. And he's only twenty two. And he's only twenty two. Oh, really and, and, and I think. Yeah. And I think. <laughs> we, that, I think if he's got that, and I think from what Pardew really rates, and I think if he gets that, just that bit of experience, learns some Eddie by all, and then becomes a regular starter up front, because clearly, it, it, I mean, he has got. He's got a much better touch than I thought. I mean, I think it's a Newcastle game that really stood out, and mm. Southampton as well. I think. He really stood out how good his touch was and his work rate. The thing so, he needs uh, to, the, I think in some ways, um, after that spell at Sunderland, he kind of needs to relearn to be a striker. Where yeah, mm, I think he, he, he lost the that kind of shooting instinct, you know, that kind of ability. You look at Harry Kane. Harry Kane, whenever he, whenever he gets the ball, uh, in whatever position he's in, he'll either run at the defence or he'll have a he'll have a pop at goal. And it, and most of the time, it actually does work. You know, the the, the Wayne Hennessy save. Um, in was it the se- it was the second half I yeah. think it was, it, it, you know that that's the kind of shot that you want a, a striker to take because mm. the goalkeeper doesn't always expect it. Hennessy made a really really good save with that. I, I hadn't noticed before just watching Tottenham and telling you how deep Kane comes to get mm. the ball sometimes, really deep, and that's again that's something probably Wickham could learn. But also, Pardew well, dubbed him as the, it, 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 the next it, Kane yeah. kind of thing. He says he wants him to and, be at that level. In the next and the thing is, let's be fair, when Wickham has had his chances in the team which is not that they've been fairly few and far between because of the injuries but he hasn't had the chance to get the confidence because it's not like crosses have been raining in the box for him to, to get onto but I think he could become a player like Kane who can get on the end of crosses but also can mm. come deep and create and, and allow you know, midfield players to get to get ahead of him which again was encouraging because there were times when Kabai was getting ahead of the, the front two and much especially was trying to get there and and led, again, Ledley. I thought Ledley was a real anchor at the base as well. It made him, you know, it, one other player that I think we're really we are missing and we have missed is MacArthur. Oh, MacArthur. Yeah. And, and, and having having Ledley back in the side 
Um, he, you know, Jednak is a solid defensive player, but Ledley is the kind of defensive player that can also pass mm-hmm. and has that has a kind of a, a greater awareness of where other players are. And I think that that showed against Spurs, where we found the, you know, we'd have the ball in the centre midfield, and rather than just try and chip it up front or try and kind of you know mm. knock it back to the defence for them to, to, to throw the ball up front there was a little bit more inventiveness in the midfield there well in which case it begs the question I'd be interested to see what happens when Punchin's fit mm. because I don't think you know if Punchin was on the bench he wouldn't have been calling for him to come on on, on Sunday and I think there were more I think the three we had were more disciplined in terms of positional stuff. So again, maybe that's another hint that the squad is better than we thought. Cause we still well, Punch was there punching. on Sunday, wasn't it? He yeah. was there in the, in the thing as well. Yeah, so, in the crowd. If you think we got Punch and the MacArthur to add that, because perhaps, perhaps we have been a bit over down on the squads. And this is all, all until we lose at West Brom. Obviously, on some <laughs> Saturday we decide we've got a worse squad in the world. But well, that's that's a good point because we've had three wins in 2016. They've all been cup games, and I think with, with each of those wins, we thought, here we go. Right, this is it. Mm. The, the season's kicking in. So, how do Palace now actually really kick on from this and actually turn this into a decent league form? You know, I would say that you take the Swansea game into account, where we 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 kind of dragged ourselves into a draw. Watford. We we weren't actually as awful as people you know as 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 was perceived. We may that you know a defensive error at the end really cost us. But I thought that that for for much of that second half we were really we were we were trying to win the game, and then against with that Tottenham game, you could argue that that we have gradually tried to turn that corner. And I think that as long as we do the things that we did. Positive, you know, the positive things that we did in, against Watford, the positive that we that we can take from the Swansea game, the defensiveness, and the the, the you know the way that we played against Spurs in terms of defensively, we've got a chance now to really you know to get that next league win, and then and then then it's a case of getting one more league win, and that's it. You know, yeah, that's the, that would be it really. The, so. the, the more important thing is that players are coming back. Is that more is the more important thing? But also, I think in terms of taking. Confidence. It does feel different somehow because it felt, for me, it had the intensity of a league game in the way that the Stoke game didn't quite. I mean, I thought we played well against Stoke, but Stoke were just hitting a bit of a dip in form themselves. It didn't feel like it had the same sort of hundred percent. Didn't. But this, I really felt at the end of that. That felt that felt like a different Palace. That felt, felt like, like a, a proper win. It did it? feel like a proper win. It felt like a win. It meant something for us. And it, it felt a bit like a league win. It did feel like because it, it had the intensity of a, a league win. And I think the crowd. Yeah, the, I thought the atmosphere was brilliant. And I think that was it was a game Tottenham wanted to win. I don't care what anybody's saying about their fixture pile. They wanted to win that game. It was a really strong Tottenham team. You could see how physically committed they were, and we and we beat them. And yeah, we, we rode our luck a little bit. But I don't think you could say we didn't deserve to win. And I, I think they would certainly take more confidence out of that performance and. They would arguably out of the Stoke or Southampton one, mm-hmm. and but you know if if it if it then turns out that we don't beat West Brom, it's the, it's a dilemma. How can we can beat Premier League teams? And but you know Stoke didn't play their strongest team. Southampton didn't. They played the strongest, but Tottenham pretty close to their strongest team. So I, it just it does just feel like there's a slight difference to this one, and I think we might be playing West Brom at a good time because mm. certainly disarray Pulis is in talks with Pete okay. about his future the atmosphere is going to be weird I think for West Brom fans and the players on mm. Saturday and I think we have to take advantage of that and it'd be interesting to see whether Pardew decides to start with Balassi or use him again as an impact player I suspect it'll be the second but mm, yeah, me too. it might it might kind of blindside West Brom a little bit just to start with him give him the first half and do mm. some damage and then sit back and defend a 2-0 lead 
If you guys were offered right now cup final, I think I asked this last pod as well. Cup final, but fifteenth, sixteenth, yeah, or guaranteed top eight, 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 seven, eight, but out of the cup next round. What would you do, Travis? What do you take? Cup final, staying up. Cup final, yeah. That's 15th. a different. Diff- well, no, 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 no fifteenth would be staying 15th. up. Oh, fifteenth, yeah, fifteenth would be staying up. Oh, no, yeah. so oh, I wouldn't sacrifice the Premier League. Scraping to survive. Oh, that. If you can guarantee, if you're guaranteeing it, are you guaranteeing it? I'm guaranteeing. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not having the conversation unless you're guaranteeing it. I'm guaranteeing it, but it's going to be a limp end of the season in the league. But you get a cup final. If you win the FA Cup, it wouldn't be cup final. I'm not in the cup final. You know, I'm disappointed in the cup final now. Well, that's the gap. That's the gamble. No, I can't guarantee that. Oh, well, I'm just stop the conversation. It's pointless. <laughs> you got to no, be I'd in the final to win it. No, of course I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to win the FA Cup, but not if it was at the expense. I wouldn't. I don't think any Wigan fan would say they had a good season when they won no. the FA Cup and got. No, but they got to have, go to the FA the final and win no, the cup. Doesn't it? But the worst thing for Wigan was they played the cup final and then ended up playing their last league fixture. Two days, yeah. So at least you would know this season what your fate was. But doesn't it feel a little bit like Palace have Palace have cup? Uh, under business to be done. I thought it was, I hadn't realised that we'd not been in the quarterfinal for so long. Well, we've not but been in the quarterfinal since one of the kind pod members was alive. Right. You know the funniest. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah. Since Travis. Yeah. yeah. Travis oh, has never seen to, us. Welcome to the quarterfinal. Quarterfinal. It's quite emotional. Right. A passage. It's like oh, it's like a graduate. Um, <laughs> dad, your dad will tell you about that. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> well, it's interesting to hear Pardew saying about this could still be, you know, we finish 10th and get to the FA Cup final. This is the, could be the best season. Yeah, well, it would. I think it would be. But it's interesting, but it, there hasn't been that sort of positivity around the club recently because Pardew mm. has stopped being bullish. His body language in the last few weeks has been poor and his yeah. attitude in interviews has been quite low key. So I thought it was very interesting to see him so upbeat mm. after that. And and we have talked about perhaps that when the sun's shining again at the end of the season we'll be saying well mm. what happened there Martin January and February but yeah that'd be, that'd be wonderful but I'd be, the 10th bit is more exciting to me than the FA Cup it's like old people we've seen mm. I don't know I've seen loads of quarterfinals I've seen, so I've I've seen been, two yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've seen two quarterfinals I've seen two in 40 years I'm spoiled quarterfinal is quarterfinals nothing but if you end up getting if you end up getting to the you know getting to the final of the FA Cup then that I mean to me that is a huge that that I would I thought it was really interesting the response in the Beehive pub a lot of Palace fans celebrating that draw. Everyone mm. went absolutely potty, which is kind of indication that I think mean, it matters to us. It, it, it does. does, yeah, it does. Is it the best draw that Palace could have got? I, I would have been really cross if we got another Premier League club. To be perfectly honest, I think what's happened is that the FA listened to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. and they listened to me publicly calling yeah. them cheats for fixing the FA Cup draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal still got another one at home, but they obviously thought they couldn't. They couldn't brazen it out and give us another. So it's when really, we play better away from home anyway at the moment. So I'm, ha- I'm more happy with having ready. Yeah, away. and I, I think as well if we've won a couple of games, we've got everybody back fit then. So and I, and also it's one of those there'll be eight thousand Palace fans here. It's a good day out. Will we get that big enough? We're that big I think allocation, probably, will we? I would have thought so because we'll sell more wow. than they will. I would have they've thought. got thirty. Well, they've got. Yeah. They'll have what thirty-two thousand, or is it twenty-nine thousand? You get twenty percent. You get twenty percent for 15, a cup. I think oh, it's fifteen. Wow. Is it fifteen? But, but apparently, because of the way that their way that their way section is, it's likely to be segregated in a way that they have to give us like four and a half thousand tickets. So it's still, okay. it will still be a massive. It, yeah, it won't be as many Spurs, yeah. but it will be plenty. Be enough to make a noise. Which Palace fans will do. Um, and a good app. They were very good on yeah, Sunday, brilliant. Palace fans. Punch and loved it. 
Yes, oh, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Did, and yeah. Balassi's selfie was... Uh, did you get him interviewed on TalkSport, though, yeah. afterwards? Yeah. He goes, oh, I didn't really want to sing. Imagine, I've been playing for five years, and now I'm just singing the crowd, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> no, it's very good to see him there. Um, good, and it's very good to end that part right there. That was good. In part two, we've got questions from our listeners, so join us in a bit. Welcome back, listeners, to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Pod 170, uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a K. Correct. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, good. Wow, we're getting harmony. I'll join in next time. We'll save us. Okay. Um, Do it it in your dad's accent, though, not. <laughs> well, I don't really notice my dad's accent. Everyone always mentions this don't to me. He goes, he sounds really yeah, northern. Like and I, I don't dad. notice it. I don't Scottish notice it at all. Dad, I notice, I notice it with my uncle, my dad's brother. But they yeah. both in London, lived in London for roughly the same amount of time, and they've only got two years Whoa. difference between them. But yeah, everyone always. Yeah. My mum said when we went up north just recently for a couple of days that it came out. Ah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I didn't even notice that then, to be honest. I suppose I'm surrounded by a proper. A lot of West Yorkshire people are really thick. Yeah. Well, not thick, thick accent-wise, not. No, 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 thick, you were thick. pretty right first yeah. time, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You can't go back there again, obviously, now no. you said that, but you're right, they are. <laughs> right. I've got family in Bradford, I know what they're like. At least Halifax is on a hill, right. there's a breeze. Moving on, moving on, before we alienate our northern listeners. Um, the first question <laughs> is from Al. Hi, Al. Hello. 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 He oh, says, what, not, Al, not the Al. Not the Al. I don't think so, oh. no. Um, Al or Al? Oh, good point. Al, A-L. He oh. says, without saying Jerry Murphy... What? Which player, current or former, would you most want to sit next to in the crowd? Well, why can't I say the one that I'd really <laughs> want to sit next to in the crowd? You can if you want. I'd, I'd like to sit somebody nervous who doesn't speak any English. Lombardo, that'd be great. I wouldn't have to talk to him. I, <laughs> I don't like to. I'd sit there really worried all the way through every game. I don't want to talk to somebody. <laughs> but the answer would be... Oh, that's a good question. That's a good, yeah, question. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question, actually. I think you've Peter got Taylor someone... was funny. Apparently, he used to do his impressions of Norman Wisdom, so that would drive you up the wall. So, no, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd want someone chatty. I'd want. Well, I met yeah. I met Matt Janssen recently, didn't I? My, of course, speaking you of did, my yeah. heroes, I yeah. met him, and he was the nicest guy you've ever met. Oh, Julian, incredibly nice. Maybe? Julian, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Julian would right. go and get the drinks at half time, wouldn't he? Well. And Julian would pay for the hot dogs and bring yeah. you everything back. Oh, he would, yeah. In fact, he'd go out to a Chinese takeaway and bring that in for you. Yeah, so, go yeah, back off to Speroni and bring that back. Yeah, yeah. What you, Trev? I couldn't. I don't know. You should go for somebody young. You could both talk about how you've never seen a quarter final. Yeah, true. Who's young enough? Uh, maybe Alan Pardew. He's having a party. Yeah. Bringing mm. a vodka. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, party I, don't balloons. Know. I, I really don't know. I don't know. That's a really, really tough <laughs> party one. Party balloons is a euphemism. No. Right. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just balloons. It, it is balloons. Uh, but it's okay. interesting the punch was in, though. In the I think it's nice. Yeah. It's the first time he's done it. It's, it's, yeah. it's a nice... So I think it's a nice to have... If, if you can, listen to his interview on TalkSport. Yeah. It's, it's good. N- nice yeah, to have. It's only it's on five website, minutes as well. I don't know how to sit next. That's a really tough one. Who would you sit next to, Jenny? Oh, yeah, Matt Janssen. Oh, Matt Janssen. Yeah. So yeah. Is that where you've had your haircut, like a Matt Janssen style? No, uh, I have. It was kind of Matt Janssen before, I think. Where's he managing now, Matt Janssen? Uh, Chorley. Oh, his, uh, his non league somewhere. BBS username used to be the next Matt Janssen. Yeah. Well, I had a high val- uh, valuation of myself. <laughs> Matt Janssen, you <laughs> still do. Turned out to be true. Right. <laughs> the next question is from Andrew Harris. Hi, Andrew. Hello. He says Do you feel Martin Kelly is underrated and underplayed in the Palace defence? The goal was the icing on the cake. I think we've kind of discussed this 
from different angles for a while and the answer is probably yes and yes and yes there's, there's, it's an odd thing with Kelly is that everyone always says straight away you mentioned Martin Kelly's name everyone goes yeah he's going to be centre back and he? he'll be centre back and increasingly I'm not so I just think I that's think only because he said he wants to be well that's true but I yeah. think I think there was a time earlier in the season when Kelly was in when he got a bit of stick and we hinted about this earlier because he wasn't getting beyond Wilfrid like uh, Joel used, was when Kelly was in for about three or four games at right back because Kelly hasn't well, clearly has some pace but he's more defensively minded I think as a defender I'd, I think we've hit on the best that's the best back four for me I think and I think Kelly I'd Maybe whether or not he's going to be a centre back, I think he's a really, really good right back, and I think he's played a left back and, as well. And left, back. And left back. I think, I think he's a quality. I think he's quality, and I think he he proved that against. I think Tottenham. you need to look at it from a kind of, from a bit of a holistic way of, of just just because. So the, my my reasoning is it, Kelly would have been ideal to have been brought into the squad. I think when uh, the minute that. Yannick Bellassi got injured and the reason for mm. that is that I think that Yannick Bellassi um, is one of those players that does a, he does a lot of defensive work that I think people don't quite see when he plays and he also he's an outlet that, that we just did not have and so then when he got injured you end up with Pape Soare who is a very very attacking kind of fullback um, attacking that wing but not having the cover and Having someone like Kelly in that place would would have meant that you'd have ended up with a, a defender who whose fo- main focus is defending, um, and I think that's the thing that made the difference. That's that, that, my problem. Having so too. having having Soiree in the side is fine if you've got someone like Yannick Bellassi doing the doing the work in front of him, but because we didn't have that, because we had like Chung Yong Lee, who who I think two games in a row against Watford and against. And against Swansea, he he just he kind of meandered back whenever he had to, but didn't do enough defensively. Um, it, when you've got that kind of player in front of Suarez, it just doesn't he doesn't have he doesn't have the cover, he doesn't have the support. Um, whereas Kelly is someone who can actually do the defensive work without having to rely on well, on a wing. Suarez looks like a, looks like a proper wing back. Yeah, in fairness, I think Suarez needed a break too. To be honest, possibly, but I think Suarez will come back in the teams. I think. To be fair, him and Balassi together did have an understanding. Not only defensively, Balassi was instinctively would drop into, but going forward they linked up really well. And so he overlapped a lot. Didn't he, he did overlap, and I, I suspect that. But this why will come straight back in the team. But I'm hoping that two two more good results with Kelly there will make him think twice. I, I, I Suarez is a really good player, definitely without a doubt. And I really pleased he's in the squad. But I think if you need to get a point or you need to then. Suarez is perfect if you're fifth and you're playing a team that's already been relegated, mm. I think. But defensively, he's not as good defensively as he is going forward, mm. basically. And the two right, you know, the two right backs we had on Sunday, I mean, the first I instinct say, has to be defence. And, and mm. I think because because the Premier League is sold on this idea, it's the most exciting league in the world, and everyone's got a bomb forward. I think the art of defending has kind of disappeared a little bit. Yeah. And I think your dad would agree with me here, Travis. <laughs> but the art of defending. Because the first the first priority of a defender should be to defend, and that's not just about tackling. As we talked before, it's about positioning, it's about discipline. Mm. And so often people say now, you know, defenders, full-backs especially, have got to be box-to-box players. Like, no, not initially. They've got to be really good defenders is what they've got to be. And then once you've got... Fine, if you're tuning up, fine. Bump forward as much as you want. But we, we, it, was, it was ironic, though, as well, when the fact that you, we've, we've had Soiree playing as an attacking kind of full-back 
that entire time, and I don't think he scored. He hasn't scored a yeah. single goal. No, and Martin no, no, Kelly, no, who's a, a, a yeah, predominantly yeah. defensive de- yeah. defender, yeah. Yeah. but we've been lucky really well. And there was yeah. a slight error of disbelief. There was a, it was a great finish. It was a I thought he hit the side netting. Because we were looking at the. It was at least a second and a half before everyone went. That's gone in, hasn't it? Basically, suddenly saw the Tottenham players walking. Oh, brilliant! It's a good finish. Anyone would be proud of. And also, I think we've been lucky. We've had a lot of fullbacks in the last couple of years. Who have been good defensively and and and, when, and and going forward? When Ward was at his peak, he was very good defensively and yes, going yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, Nathaniel Klein twice season, yeah. he scored twice. Nathaniel Klein was a good defensively yeah, and going forward. I think we've yes. been a, we've been treated actually to some very good fullbacks. Well, even yeah, for Ward, people Ward. like Dean Gordon, always exactly. One thing we didn't mention actually about about Sunday was how well Ward but, actually yeah. played on the left. Yes, no, I agree. Being I know, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. That's a good point. I thought he did a really did a good job. He looks really comfortable there. Actually, yeah, he does. Best games for a long time. Yeah, I agree. This is. A couple of times where he went a few, a few players, and it's like almost yeah. like I said about Wickham earlier. He looks a bit slow when he's on the ball sometimes, but suddenly he's two through two guys, and you think, whoa, whoa, whoa yeah. we're onto something here. We've had a question about Balassi okay. from Stuart Norris. And if hi, it's the Stuart. same, if it's oh hi Stuart, if yeah, it's hello. the same Stuart Norris that was my coach at youth football, which I think it is, then he can confirm just how underrated I was as a footballer. And his, I think it is. Oh. And his question, he's, he's, it won't be the same Stuart Norris. He'll be lying in a darkened room somewhere. <laughs> I imagine. Hi Stuart. Well, I got, if it is the same to you, I got awarded most versatile player in my first year with, with the for, team. For so. playing football. For playing football, most yeah, versatile. Good. Yeah. It's nice anyway, to versatile means that you were just played in whatever <laughs> position they didn't have yeah. someone in. Pretty yep. much. It's a, <laughs> whichever it's, Stuart, it sounds about right. Whichever Stuart you're Norris versatile, is. mate. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm a striker. No, you're not. You're a fullback today. It's a skill. Multi talented. Your daddy's fullback today. <laughs> right. Stuart's question says uh, Has Balassi become so important to both the effectiveness of Palace's attack and the balance of the side that he's now beyond price and may even be deserved to be paid as much as Kabai if we were to retain him in the next transfer window? Hmm. That's, that's an interesting question. I mean, it, will it just be a coincidence that he comes back and we start if we start winning again? Will that be to do with how good a player is or confidence or the fact that we were getting back into the format? I'd, or would it be just I'd, the fact that he got injured at the same time that Sacco did as well, so we didn't have a natural winger on the, yeah. the, the, the yeah, other side? We had side to, change, we had to we change, had to change the shape. Throw him much I think that's a good question. Whatever, but, but, I mean, Balassi's been made to look a better player by a recent form. Um, it's been a problem with death really as well I mean it has been a problem with with, and it's not just him that's been injured there's been other players that have affected it as much as he has and I think I think we should remember as well that as well as he was playing early in the season we all said that if Tottenham were to come in with a 20 million bid we should take it Mm. in the transfer window but I think it shows how reliant we are or were on that kind of approach of play, though. That, that you know, the four-three-three with with a, you know the two wingers either side of a forward. The minute you lose one of those, yeah, we yeah, completely yeah. we really struggled to replace to replace him. You know, we really didn't. You know, and, the, and as you say, Travis, that when with the fact that Sacco was out as well, you just lose all kind of potential for, for having a winger you, we didn't even have Gale and potentially the Tottenham game has almost proved our other style of uh, play that we can play another formation another yeah. way of approaching a football game which is almost like what we've been missing in the past few weeks players have been getting injured coming back getting injured coming back yeah. the team hasn't been the same every week which was the case for the majority of the first half of the season Team, the team was staying the same we got used to a style of play Spanner's been throwing the works and we kind of just got a bit lost it seems like we found another way to play 
for a certain part of the game, switch it up, and then we can play a counter-attacking game. But I just think that until he comes back, we should stick with how we played against Tottenham and or until he's fully fit and we can work the team around yeah. again. And I think, I mean, it was brilliant. His, his positivity and his energy was, was great. But the minute he came on, it was like watching it, a horse being it, released it into was, the field. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, bucking around yeah. and like I mean, jumping. If, yeah. if you wanted to play devil's advocate, I think that's a really good question. If you wanted to play devil's advocate, you, you could say, how many goals has he scored and how many goals has he created? So I, I think his impact is sort of less tangible than a 20-goal a season striker. But... I couldn't have been more pleased to see him back on the pitch. I would, I've, I felt, I'd felt my spirits lifting when he saw him back on the pitch, and also saw him not at all hesitant, not at all reluctant, straight into it. First touch was a positive one. Just seeing him warming up it's as well, buzzing around it's, all the players. Yeah, he yeah, always yeah, has yeah. a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. And the thing yeah. that he does, which no other player in our team really does, apart from Will, when he's on the ball, he has, um, he draws players towards him yeah. the whole time. When you, when yeah. we've had people um, covering him in his position, they're not. You know, Balassi is known as the player in the Premier League that has all these fancy tricks and skills and can just pull something out of the bag that's completely unexpected by everyone. The amount of skills he does, the one against Ericsson last season, mm. there was that one that he did against Liverpool, which led to the one of the goals. Oh, wait, yeah, hit, three, wait, one, hit, hit his knee, knee and then it's gone back out, over. Yeah. And he does these things and it's, you know, a left back or a right back will come to play Palace and they go, right, we've got Will from Balassi here. And it's that draws them out of the game yeah. and it's that that he adds to the team as well, just the nerves that he will add to the opposition, mm-hmm. which has been missing since he's been out. Well, also, I think what he does as well, because when you see him, now our, our players, when you see him bounce straight back up, when you see him lose a ball and then go to get it back again, it just lifts everybody up again. Yeah, so exactly. it's, But it's, it's a good question as to how good, as to how good a player he is it, and how vital he is. It's, it's hard to explain what he brings, but he brings something. And, and it lifted everyone. And I thought it was the timing of bringing him on because you could kind of see Tottenham players looking around and going, oh, crikey, it's been, exactly. it's been quite hard up till now, as it, as it is. Yeah. And that then, it, and then it, it releases Har a little bit as well, gives him a bit more space to play mm-hmm. in, because as Travis says, they're instinctively drawing players towards towards mm-hmm. Yannick. Uh, as you said as well, Wickham started bombing forward and he needed, much I mean, more Yannick, so, yeah. Yannick could have scored early on uh, when he came on with Wickham, where Wickham took a shot, which I think it was probably yeah, justified yeah, that he did. Yeah, you know, yeah, after yeah, doing yeah, yeah. That, after that run, and then he put that cross in as well. Yeah. Like it, it shows just what difference. I've, 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 I thought that was a shot, though. Yeah, I, I thought when Wickham, he put it into the one that Wickham scored. Yeah, because I sort of cross. Yeah, that's why I celebrated because I thought it had already gone in and that Wickham would sort of. So touched it, it in afterwards. I don't know yeah. if he meant it as a shot, but it looked like it was. Hmm. But but again, that, that's something we haven't seen. For all that Zaha's been playing really, really well, there's something we haven't seen. Just that straightforward knocking the ball down the line, beating Danny Rose because he had Danny Rose for pace when he came on, hmm. and putting a cross in early, and Wickham getting on the end of it. And and once Eddie was fully fit, and you know, he's fully fit again, hopefully we'll see a lot more of that because that's just so effective and so hard to defend mm. against even at that mm. oh, yeah. that, that, that level okay. just the power that he has yeah, well. it's like a train just, you know yeah. the next question is from Lee John Hughes hi Lee, hi, Lee. he says Hello. should Dan be dropped as he didn't score yeah he's shocking <laughs> yeah. Should, should, yeah. Yeah. he got forward a couple of times he had a little, a little run that, that, that little was that touch, touch he made yeah. when yeah. he used to play the, oh yeah. Was, yeah that was, uh, <laughs> was Zidane yeah. wasn't it that yeah. Yeah. Zidane yeah. Yeah. but yeah he let himself and this whole team down by not scoring he should be ashamed of himself he's probably going to be Terry got Terry got 15 goals one season Dan's he's on five yeah but which is very good for him very good 
Yeah. He's a joint top scorer, I believe. Yeah. Well, you would have taken that at the beginning of the season. That's pathetic, isn't it? It's pretty joint top scorer. It's shocking. But the other one's a midfielder as well. He's taken four penalties. Is it three, four? I don't know where. Um, okay, this isn't really a question, it's more of a statement from Chris Endersby. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris Endersby. Yeah. He's put, um, <laughs> hey, unless it's your dad who's done yeah, a new Twitter account, his, yeah. looking no, at the picture, it does, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't yeah, look yeah, like He would have gone for a David Bowie name he as, a, done, yeah. as a disguise. Um, he's put, we're going to qualify for the Europa Cup via the FA Cup, then the country votes to leave the EU and we miss out again. Typical Pat. <laughs> That's great. Well, still rankles. But then they'll let Liverpool still, in. Yeah, it, it still rankles for a lot of us. Of that. Is that a question or a statement? It's more well, a statement. Yeah, yeah. I it's funny. Yeah, no, it's a good one. It, it does rankle for us, for, for those of us of that generation. When yeah, you know, for those who don't know, we finished. Liverpool were banned from Europe. We finished third. Well, like, I even know about yeah. that, and I'm yeah. Yeah, slightly before my time. And there was a stack going around Twitter yeah. that, uh, for any Spurs fans who are uh, giving you jip, that we finished third more recently than Spurs have. Mm. Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah so this, it wasn't this the could, could change this. Time. <laughs> I didn't count. Oh, wasn't yeah. the Premier League, so it was written out of skies. But I didn't. Yeah. That's really. I didn't know that. That's a, yeah. That's interesting. So there you go, Palace. Just fans. haven't got into the quarterfinals as often as no. <laughs> But we're changing that this season. Right, this next question comes from Jack Pierce. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. He says, was giving Alan Mullery the grief we did on Sunday at halftime the best and most fun, fun halftime experience you've ever had? You know, my, my, I, I was ashamed of uh, Palace fans for that because it just didn't go nearly far enough. <laughs> <laughs> the restraint of... Because I, I was watching it, because I was... People were going... It's just watching, it, looks like, it looks like they're walking Alan Mullery in front of the... What? No, that can't. Surely he. And then you. And then the little part of your brain is going. Don't throw anything at him. Don't throw anything. <laughs> but, at him. but as long as you don't throw anything at him, anything. And it just. Yeah, we mentioned the Premier League there and Sky. It's, again, it's an indication of someone at Tottenham TV not doing their research and yeah. not just not occurring. Not not even having or the doing their research and saying, "Oh, he was punished." Yeah, yeah. Him. But not. But but what's even worse is that Alan Muller is such an arrogant twat. At no stage, he calls himself Mullers, that's how much of a dick he is. <laughs> At no stage did Alan Mullery say to him, oh, this might not be a good idea. <laughs> oh, no, are yeah, are you never, walking yeah. me to, you walk me to, no, no, not, no, no, you know I ruined their club. The worst no, I did thing was, club. he came out and, and he, he clapped, clapped yeah, yeah, he clapped, he clapped, he clapped. <laughs> what do you expect? But the thing is, the He's first moment, I, the, I, I, initially I was stood there and, and they played this, they, they started out, oh, we've got a special guest here, uh, uh, just turn your eyes up towards the screen, you'll be able to see some of his uh, uh, classic footage. And the minute that Mullery's face turned up, even like him as a you know sprightly twenty-year-old, people around me just boo! It was brilliant. It, it, was could, really have only, it could have only been a big mistake if they said that he's brought his mate Brian Horton with him. My grand, I, I think <laughs> the funny and, thing, and also like, Peter Ward's come out as yeah. well. And it's just I wasn't I, like you know I wasn't around <laughs> during his era, but my my grandfather was there in spirit. I think like with with a lot of us younger fans, we all know the history. You know that Spurs fans. Oh, he's a seventy-year-old man. He shouldn't have disrespected this guy. I'm sorry, but this is a person who had such a negative influence on Palace and who my grandfather told me about, who my mum told me about. This is a person that if, if they'd have been there, they'd, they would have wanted us to scream I couldn't be more to. depressed by that statement because I was at Stamford Bridge when Alan Mullery ripped that £5 note up in front of Palace fans and now you're talking about your granddad. <laughs> <laughs> I was very young at the time. But you talk about people going, this is a man who ripped up a £5 note and said I wouldn't give you that for Palace fans. 
walked out in front of them sticking two fingers up, was then manager of our biggest rivals for four seasons in a row, was then inexplicably made manager by Rob Nose when he took over, was booed on for his first match, booed on for his last match after nicking 30,000 fans off, turned us into one of the worst teams we've ever been, openly displaying his contempt for us after that, refusing to shake my hand when I first met him because <laughs> I was a Palace fan, and then we're supposed wow. to feel sorry for him because he's a 70, he might be 70, he deserves, old people deserve a bit of respect, not him. <laughs> right. He's just had 35 years more to become more of a twat, basically. And it's the fact, the fact, I'm just astonished by the fact that he didn't say his own common sense. If I was, if God forbid, I was asked to do something at Brighton for, by some TV or radio thing, and I'd say, I'd say, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. It's like when I did a gig for Brighton fans when they were trying to raise money to get a new ground. Yeah, I'll do that. But you do know there's going to be some. There'll be some given. There'll be some. They're going to be shouting at me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but if I was asked to do something at Brighton's ground I would say to him I probably I don't think it's a good idea yeah. same as like Millwall I think I probably wouldn't do that but yeah. Mullery Alan Mullery was so arrogant he just thought I know I ruined their club I've really ruined their club and I've slated them publicly ever since but no I think it'd be fine I'll go I, and stand I wonder if they yeah. thought that they'd Can't bring him on with us yeah. losing I reckon that, that, that possibly, either that maybe. or there might have been that arrogance yeah, yeah, maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you can't, can't not defend a yeah. seven-year-old man who walks on the pitch yeah. and claps intentionally to get booed. Exactly. <laughs> he walks on and you, you, you don't know, do that. You would have just turned and just gone, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> something like this. Please, no, please, no. I just hope he was standing there going, I've never been to Rome. I know, I went to Pope. I was Pope. was lovely. I don't know. It was, yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, people, there's a couple of people who said to me, "You can't have been proud of that." I was very proud of that because yeah. it was a, actually. I thought we showed an enormous amount of restraint. To yeah. be perfectly fair. On considering it was the weekend that you know, West Brom fans or a West Brom fan mm. did that lunatic thing. Chelsea fans couldn't bear the fact that Man City's youth team had scored in front of them, so they had to throw coins. And I think it's, but it is. It does hark back to the fact that there are a lot of people in football. It just it doesn't exist for them before yeah. Yeah. before the Premier League. To be fair, no, it was quite a long way to throw the coin. That's a good point. But true. Yeah. Very true. Yes, but it was not very funny. It, it, <laughs> it, it actually was very funny. It was, it was, I'm not, I don't think it was big or clever, but yes, it was funny. And it did. Well, I can't remember what the question was, but what a good question. It's the best question we've had. <laughs> right. Uh, the next question comes from Simon King. Hi Simon. Hi, Simon. He says, What are the panels, panel again, what are the panel's opinion on what hurts more? Losing at home to a newly promoted side or the goal of the month winner scored at Selhurst? Did both those things happen recently? Well, the goal yeah, of the month was, was, a Alley, was a deflection. Oh, yeah. An goal. That's, that's an own goal from Scott Down. Own <laughs> goal? Uh, <laughs> that was an own goal. It went off Scott Down. Losing to Watford, I didn't mind so much because we beat them. Yeah. And they're not a bad side. But losing to, losing to Bournemouth hurt. Yeah. Because, what hurt more? Because we deserve, we deserve to... I don't mind. The, the goal of the season, I don't... I don't think that was the best goal of the game, to be perfectly honest. I thought their third goal Chadley. was better. I mean, it was what it was. Jednak should have batted him before he had time and space to loop. You know, it was a bit Steve Claridge and it came off Scott Down. It wasn't that good a goal. <laughs> 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 it's just, just a bit dismantled. Steve, just a bit Steve Claridge. It wasn't that good. It wasn't. Look at it again. It came off Scott. I'm not having that. <laughs> Arguably one of the most complete goals of the season it so did, far. It did come off. It has been a shit season. <laughs> But it was going on target before. Well, also I'm getting slightly, I'm getting slightly annoyed with this Deli Ali Bowen because he's a good player, but he's got a, he could have hurt Kabay on. Oh yeah, yeah. That, he to went be right fair, through Kabay there was again. a couple of uh, columns yeah. online last week 
I think it was Collymore and Savage who both said he's got to sort he's got to sort that yeah, that's your the thing that, yeah, was, exactly. that, was, yeah, yeah. that was nasty and he gave he gave Kabai knee in the back he, in the three yeah, run he as well he needs a red card at some he point he does yeah. well he needs his manager he orders some of the senior players to talk to him to be fair though I mean you look at if without going on about Deli Alley too much Stephen Gerrard was a nasty player when he was young he was when he was old and he was when he was old but but what Gerrard did but what Gerrard did was he settled himself down a little yeah. bit you know it, it became it became it a bit more professional yeah. whereas this yeah. is this, this is a bit there's a bit of a nasty streak to yeah. Deli Ali that he just needs to oh, I don't down. mind the controlled aggression is absolutely I thought right. he did really well against him as well actually I thought I thought Palace controlled their aggression really yeah. well I thought for all that Rob's right that we went into the challenges I thought we did Restrain ourselves, and also we didn't. There was a couple of flashpoints when Tottenham players tried to confront things, and mm. and and to be fair to Kabai, when Delali went into him, Kabai got up quite quickly and ushered the other Palace players away because that that was the first time for a while that I've seen other Palace players angry and surround a player, mm. which is what we talked about mm. before, before exactly. And that, I think that's again another indication of the fact that the sort of the morale and the team spirit is coming back because the fact is that Delali he's he's good, but I think it's an indication of how poor England are that we're all talking him up. Mm. As the saviour, because he's not yeah. that good yet. And the fact is, in the so Euro- young. And, 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 yeah. I don't mind his age too much. First season in the, and the fact is, the same but also the, the fact is, in, in the Euros, the referees, the, the Premier League is very physical. In the Euros, he's going to get sent off mm. every game he plays. He can't mm. be suspended, but he'll get yellow carded much quicker by continental refs because mm. because some of his physical stuff mm. really goes over. And it's. Again, it comes back to that thing, and we talked. In fact, your dad was really cross about this when when Wickham got sent off against them in the league game, three one, rightly so, for the elbow. But they're all condemning him. But at the same time, saying, "Oh, Deli Ali's got a bit of spite. You need that bit of spite." Oh you yeah, know, you, you don't really because, angry about that because it is spite. There's, there's a difference between being physical or over physical, or Jack Wilshire trying to get there, trying to go into tackles he shouldn't make because he's so. In, Exuberant, and Deli Ali's not doing that. Deli Ali's deliberately leaving studs in and hurting people. Well, that, my dad was else. so angry about that incident that when I'd got home that evening, I'd mismatched the day, and my parents were just going to bed. I said, "Right, I'm going to watch match the day." My dad says, "Okay, let's turn it on." Fast forward through the whole thing. <laughs> Fast forward through the Palace games. Watch the watch the analysis, and then go back and watch the game. Really? Oh, so yeah it's Modern true. technology But him and Kabai are building up a little thing Did you see when he, You know when the corner came in from Son at the beginning And, he's, and Dalielli did the um, diving header yeah. And Kabai saved it off the line yeah. As that ball just got cleared out And Dalielli's on the floor Oh no it was as Onomar hit it over the bar yeah. from the rebound He's gone past And as he's walking past You can just see him shouting at him like really? this So I think they're building got up a little, little thing bit. Yeah really? they're building up a little thing So maybe next season That'll be interesting next season lineups. Yeah it'll be a... Right final question is from Russell Levy Hi Russell. Hello. He says, uh, it's for you Kevin, he says, considering how really not bothered about the FA Cup Kevin was on last week's pod, he certainly seemed pleased when he appeared on TalkSport on Monday. (laughs) Does this mean Kevin is now bothered about the FA Cup or was he merely winding up the Spurs supporting presenter? No, I think, uh, well I was a bit cross because I was uh, waiting to go on when they were talking because Andy... Uh, support Paul Hawksby supports Tottenham Andy Jacobs supports Chelsea and as I was waiting to go on they were talking about the fact that wouldn't it be nice if Palace got to Wembley because we don't often get there it'd be nice for a Palace fan to have a day out so I did take exception to that and pointed that out mm-hmm. but um, and I did funny enough I did uh, I, I felt more well disposed towards the FA Cup on Sunday night than I had done <laughs> for quite some time that's partly because I was sitting just in front of Alan Mullery at the end of the game and I think it's more it's not. It's. I say it's not just the, the trophy. It's more the performance and the fact that we'd won and had a good day. It was more mm. 
was more to do with it. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I, yeah, so I, I do tend to exaggerate for effect. <laughs> Sometimes, perfectly <laughs> capable of holding. There's Oscar Wilde said it's the mark of a gentleman to hold two contradictory opinions. Absolutely. At the same time, and I do tend to say things for effect as well. So not always mean them, but <laughs> but no, I'd be the most. You would, I, I I wouldn't be. I couldn't be more proud if we won the effect. I'd be really really delighted. But. And again, this is a, a, a pod that we need to do in its entirety. The FA is not not a proper. T- it's been devalued by both the BBC and and they're now even the talking about making it even worse with no replays and, yeah, and no replays. That's and just oh. I mean, that's just one of the things about the FA Cup that everybody's always loved. It gives a chance for smaller clubs, a for the players and the fans to go to big grounds, b to financially yeah. because even, the, because even, football finances are so wrong. Yeah. That every club outside the Premier League and some of them in it are in constant danger of going out of business because of the finances. It gives some clubs, smaller clubs, a chance to put themselves on a financial footing for two. And people are talking. And for Steve Bruce, for somebody whose most of his success has been in, in through t- cup tournaments, is a person who's def- for him to say this shouldn't be replays, go straight to penalties. No, sod off. Yeah. Because teams will start playing for penalties from the 15 minutes in. It's just like, it has to be replays. Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. It was a perfectly good yeah. tournament yeah. until they started mucking about with it. And the I don't mind, of course, games. Of course it was. It was yeah, a great, and, then, and then we saw the ludicrous thing over the weekend with, with you know, Man City wanted to play on Saturday and the FA and the BBC wanted them to play on Sunday. Man City said, if we play on Sunday, we're playing kids. And the FA said, you can't do that. And they said, well, see what happens if you make us play on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they made them play on Sunday, and they did. And they're, and they're perfectly within their rights to do yeah. so. Why should they have to play? They've, they've got big games this week. Yeah. And it's, the fact is that the FA Cup should be a tournament where you play the first team come what may. And the FA have colluded and turned it into a tournament where you don't care what team you play. And that's why I would like a team like Palace to win it or a team like Watford because they play their first team and they try and win the tournament. Yeah. But and much as and I love the BBC, I love the BBC a bit, but they've sodded it up as well. Having the, I mean, this, the draw should never be taking place before one of the games have been played. No, I agree. Yeah. Right. And at least it was in a sports ground, not in the one show boxing <laughs> studio. It's like, it's but anyway. But yes, yeah, so of course I'd love us to win it. But yeah. It's just, and it would be brilliant, and we would get any way for cup. And also, there's talk of possibly turning it into a Champions League place. Oh, interesting. This year. Palace in the Champions League. Wouldn't that be good? Right. Thank you very much for your questions, listeners. Uh, In part three, we're going to go back in time for In This Week. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and it's Vector Weather. And JCIS, at Global Research and Ranking Society from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Put them out of the way. It's all three of us this time. It's in this week. Are we going to talk really quickly this half? No, that was just to... It's just going to sound like we're spinning up. Right. Tuesday 22nd. Oh, this is on a buzzer for you. Right. 1983, Tuesday 22nd of February. Uh, Palace beat Bolton 3-0 in the league in front of a pitiful crowd of any idea how much it would have been around six or 7,000 lower was it lower 4,500 just higher really 4,458 and 6 that was a league game yep I remember a game in Shrewsbury where we got to about 4,100 at home and we lost Mullery was the manager. Obviously. Well, this is a, yeah backlash against the appointment of <laughs> yeah, Alan Mullery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we were talking about in part was three. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And bear, well, bear in mind what that, a great anniversary for us well, to, be, to, to <laughs> boo him. Then. Bear in mind it was four years before that that we had fifty-one thousand. In fact, because yeah. we played, we played Burnley to get promoted with it in front of fifty-one thousand people. And three years later, we played Burnley 
almost exactly the day to avoid relegation in front of 18,000 people. And that was that was a big crowd because it was a vital game. So that's to lose. I mean, he lost 33,000. It just it was the most awful time to be a Palace fan. You can't imagine that. You know, if Palace go down the next couple of seasons, you can, oh. that would never happen now, would it? No, and the ground was decrepit. And it wasn't it wasn't Ron It was Ron Nodes was kind of learning on the on the job, if you like. And in the end, there's a big debate to be had about how effective Ron Nodes was. And in the end, I think he deserves more credit than perhaps he got. But that was a shocking error, and that was a poor Palace. It was a it wasn't a good time. He was Palace, the poorest player at the time. God, Christ, how long you got? They all merged his heart. It was, it, was a, it wasn't a good time, considering what had just gone on. You know, it was one of the few, you know, that 78, 79 was a brilliant time for Palace. So it's, it's always been, for our generation, that's, that's why I think our generation is more philosophical than others about what goes, because whatever happens, if we get relegated, it will never be as bad as it was. Yeah. It was then. It was well, simply one. So it's like, that's why I'm not. I, I, and I really don't. Of course, I don't want us to get rid of it. I want us to be in the Premier League for, for as, forever, for as long as possible. But I do think there is a generational thing where younger fans who have only known the Premier League think mm. it's a disaster not to be in it. But mm. considering. And, you know, people talk about what happened four or five years ago before the new owners took over. Never mind that. I mean, in those days, it was just a terrible, horrible. Yeah. I mean, we're losing to Maidstone. Yeah, that's my lowest point. Maidstone. Maidstone. Lost to Maidstone. Lowest we went out of administration, yeah. really. Yeah. I can't really date any further back than that in terms of really, really bad parts. Well, I remember the first administration as well, so twice. Yeah, can we stop talking about it as I was a really long time? <laughs> okay, well, I've got another update. <laughs> I miss it when your dad's not there, I've got another update, but it's, it's, uh, it's not a great one. Um, February 25th, 1998. In the early hours of the morning, Mark Goldberg and Ron Nodes exchanged contracts on the 30 million sale of Palace to the prominently based businessman. Oh, February 26th, 1999, mm. a year later, Palace failed to pay the wages of both players and staff as Mark Goldberg uh, struggled. Was that all it took? A year later. It's amazing. It took it? just a year. Isn't that crazy? Because his stock's completely, he lost all his money, didn't he? In, in well, I mean, also, he was, he was uh, it, it's a murky world. <laughs> With Goldberg, Nodes, Venables, he paid libel Venables lawyers two hundred and fifty grand uh, just to be interviewed. No, let's, 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 <laughs> let's not get into what Sorry. Venables was getting paid for and his transfer bonuses and his gold wheelbarrow and his houses and his cars. But the, I mean, the, the biggest thing was that Goldberg bought all he bought was the club and not the ground. Yeah, that was the biggest. Yeah, he owned the, basically he owned the name Crystal Palace Football Club and the players' wages. So, uh, you know, Ron Nodes always argued afterwards that he did that because he's to safeguard the future of the club because he knew Goldberg was an idiot but yeah. oh here's a good one on God, the same team we've had some really rough this is great. we deserve to win the FA Cup yeah. we? this not one. you Travis of course you've had it good all, yeah. you've, had, all you've had is success yeah. one quarter final <laughs> one, like. one administration <laughs> not a... this update this is this is the update to end all updates and in this week Mark, 27th of February 1998 Goldberg confirmed he would meet Venables on Monday to discuss the, the at the time Australia coach's future. The new owner of Palace also stated he wanted to increase the capacity of sales to forty thousand, and that he had a quote five year plan to achieve the status of the club Whoa, to compete really? in Europe. <laughs> that, and that is why and that's, that's what why we're going to five year yeah. plan. Yeah. There you February's go. February's been a bad month for us, hasn't it? It's been a bad month. It's been a very so bad month. So you named it five years, so it was an ironic name, the five years. It's an ironic name, yeah. After oh, what yeah. Goldberg said just then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. There you go. Um Mm, I've, uh, yeah, it's a good name. It's a good name. It's a good name for yeah, a fan yeah, team. I'm, I'm liking it less now. People, people don't understand <laughs> it, but did you not know. Did you not know that I, I, I didn't realise it was Goldberg that said it. I always thought it was a, a Jordan thing. No, it was, no yeah, Goldberg. It was Goldberg. Wow. Yeah. 
five years is not enough to turn Palace around. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Although, Although the current owner, so yeah, yeah. Right. Although that was accidental, I think. To, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> okay, um, I'll end with a slightly better one then. Twenty uh, sixth of February, two thousand. So only only a couple of years later. Who made their debuts for Palace away at Grimsby? Would it be Hayden Mullins? Nope. Okay. Doogie? Uh, nope. Debut. I'll give you a clue. They were both on loan. Oh, um, Mikel Fassell uh, and Ashley Cole. Correct. Yeah. yeah, both made their league their debuts for Palace. I believe also in Ashley Cole's day, uh, I think it was his first ever league game. I think. Yeah, they were they were dark times as well. But Steve Couple, they were. But Ashley Cole. It's one of the reasons I'm always reluctant to join in the Ashley Cole version because he was brilliant for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, he was like our best player. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, but apparently, everyone says that his attitude off the pitch was fantastic as yeah. well. And, and he was only eighteen. At the time. He was, but he was a, arguably still one of the best left backs we've ever. Yeah, and in, in yeah. arguably as well kept us up because he scored the goal against Blackburn. Yeah, in the but also he, game. him and Forsell were class. Were class. They lifted. You could really see it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I remember Forsell yeah. didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't score for ages, did he? And then he scored a brace at home to stop. Yeah. where we were three 0 up and three three three. Was it his first spell where he wanted to? Where he didn't want to stay, or was it his second spell? Because I know that there was a point where he he basically wanted to return back to Chelsea. Mm. I think it was probably the second. Spell I think he did quite well the second spell. Yeah. And did it, how many people? It, uh, what, what was the score? By the way, I know what the score was. Um, did we lose? We lost one 0 I went on the coach. It was a very long oh. journey. Was it a bad own goal that we conceded? It was a penalty, I think. Oh, okay. uh, and the crowd was six thousand less. Five thousand four hundred, so slightly more than that Palace crowd in yeah. 1983, but not by much. Good. That wraps up this in this week. Bit of a depressing one this week, but um, that's Crystal Palace's history for you, isn't it? Yeah, you can't rewrite history. You can't unless no. you're Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> right. In part four, we're going to look forward <laughs> to Palace's trip to West Brom on Saturday evening. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to this week's five-year plan podcast. Hey! Pod One Seventy, sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Ah, good. And uh, Vector Printing for all your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. K. And check out the Vector with a K and FYP logo T-shirts that are on sale now from FYP Fanzine. Dot UK. Yeah, I could do with an XXL. Really? Yeah, just the XL's mm-hmm. quite I could small. Do with just oh, really? Yeah, yeah, the XL's sort of Ben Sherman XL. Okay. Quite I think I've actually got one, so I'll bring oh, it. Oh, no, XXL would be lovely. Yeah. I'll bring anything. Um, other sizes People are available. getting bigger is what it is, not just me. It's, <laughs> as, a, as a nation, we're getting. <laughs> okay. Um, right, West Brom away, which we did touch on earlier. Uh, Pulis talking about leaving a few problems there perfect chance Kevin for Palace to get that league victory first one of 2016 I'm reluctant to say it out loud but you, it, it's kind of pointing in our direction this this business with Pulis talking to Jeremy Peace about a new contract which indicates that one or other of them isn't happy about next season there's clear dissatisfaction with Pulis' style of football from the West Brom fans, and I think a lot of the, I think a lot that that coin metaphorically is probably aimed at Pulis as much as it was aimed at Chris Brunt, albeit mm-hmm. it was a, a just a ridiculous thing to do. They don't score a lot of goals. They are they're not in trouble, 
And it's interesting to see West Brom fans talking at the weekend. One of them in particular got very cross because the Observer had included them in a list of clubs that might go down. He's going, well, now we've got 32 points. We're not going down. They're not in a good. They're not in a good place. There's clearly dissatisfaction with with Pulis. The supporters' club has voiced it as well. The style of football that's being played. I think it's. You would imagine these are perfect circumstances for us to go up there off the back of that. But you never can tell with Palace. I think the. I think the only thing you would like to say with some certainty is if our defence plays as well as it does on did on Sunday and West Brom haven't got a lot of goals. And the only the only sort of slightly unknown factor is that you know if if, if the fans, I'm slightly worried that their fans turn up in numbers and really get behind the team at the start as a kind of love in with Chris Brunt and that might lift the players a little bit. That that slightly worries me, but I think. They're quite quick to turn on their own players at West Brom. So I think keeping it tight for 15 minutes, I think... And I, I genuinely think, in, this, in the way that I, I did say this after the Swansea game, with not a lot of conviction, but I genuinely think that performance on Sunday was indicated a, a, an improvement and a, a potential, at least, if not turning the corner, at least approaching the corner. So mm-hmm. I think if you had to pick a game for us to have after the Tottenham game you probably would pick that one and I think there are still a couple of Palace players that have got points to prove to Pulis and I I, we almost have to it's, it's, it's a very important the next two games are really important if we I'm, I'm worried because I remember saying the next five games are really important Bournemouth Watford Swansea and now it's become we've got one point out of those now it's become if we don't get anything out of the next two games, then it will start to be a worry. But I, I don't think that will happen. I, I think, for, for me, I think it's telling when um, there's there's one journalist that Tony Pulis always goes to, and that's John Percy mm. um, with with his stories. And he did it with Palace. You know, in the, in the run up to him leaving Palace, he, there were there were a couple of stories that John Percy, who writes for the Telegraph, wrote about how he wasn't happy and it's telling that West that there's this story now that's just gone out in the Telegraph mm. by John Percy right. about how right. Pulis is probably thinking about leaving the club. You know, or that they're, they're going to have discussions at the end of the season. I don't think Pulis is happy. I think he felt that he probably wanted to sign, you know, one of John Waters, Peter Crouch or <laughs> someone else for West Brom uh, during the transfer window and he, he didn't get, that didn't happen. Um, Where's that happened before, I wonder? Is there a, yeah. there recently familiar. Where yeah. It sounds very familiar. Um, and I think that, that this is a, a great time to play them, but you know with, with Tony Pulis, he's one of those people that after they lose, whenever Palace lost, there tended to be that slightly greater resilience to the way that we played after defeats. And I think that that's probably the, the you know, that ultimately Palace will have to be patient. Um, and I think in recent matches prior to the Spurs game and prior to maybe prior to Swansea as well, there's an element of impatience to, to our, our style of play. And that was essentially undermi- undermined by the fact that or, or underlined by the fact that we would we would try so hard to score that, that if we didn't, then suddenly mm. the, other, the opposition would get an opportunity and they'd, they'd take it. Hopefully the Spurs game um, is an example of how that's cha- that, that has changed because I think we were very patient throughout that whole match. Well, they've got... Uh, it's, it's away from home, which is good, I think. Mm. And also they've got three of their first choice back four out as well. Mm. 
which but then is, we've also got quite a lot of our first choice. We, yeah, we have, but we haven't got three of our first choice back for out, and I think he's been making and some a lot of our noise first choice players have come coming back. back. And, uh, <laughs> and he's improved that back four in the last game. Yeah, well, yeah. So, and, so. and Pulis has been making a lot of noise about having three of his. And also, there is there's no point denying that there is there's a bit of beef between the Palace management and Pulis. The, the court case for one of the better world is, mm-hmm. is ongoing. As I the, said, there the are some Palace players that, that, that have got. I don't know if grievances is the right word, but it rubs up the wrong way. So there is, there is a history to it. I, I do, I think it's a good game for us to, to as I said, to to have. And I, I've, I think Rob's right. I think I don't think we'll go into it going home. But I think, mm-hmm. but it's also interesting how we we now have, um, as a result of players coming back and whatever else. Uh, we actually have a taller squad again because you've got yeah. you've got Martin Kelly yeah, coming yeah. back. You've got Adebayor yeah, who's a big yeah, unit. Yeah, so if point, we, if we do point. play Adebayor yeah, yeah. and Wickham as well, yeah. then you're you're dealing with a very very s- strong physical Palace side, and I think that's probably ideal for for, for a game like West Brom. Well, also what was interesting is that the first two of Reading's goals against them on Saturday, Sunday, whatever day, Saturday, were from free kicks, yeah. and they're identical. Oh, okay. and that's, I mean, that's something that. Pulis always, as we know, he prides himself on, mm. and a lot of their goals come from dead ball situations. And Touchwood, we are good at defending dead balls. Not so much recently, but we are good at defending dead mm. balls. And if there is a if there is a weakness that we can spot, because again, we know how well we can. So it's, I, I, you know, bearing in mind this is Palace we're talking about, I do yeah. think that things are sort of lining up in our favour a, a little bit. And also, we'll know. Some of the other results, Sunderland would have played before us, Newcastle would have played before us. Mm. So they'll know, they will know that a win could more, you know. It's amazing how the mood changes though when with, you win a with game, that, with and, and when you win a significant game. You know, you, you you could see it in the in the squad, and you can see it in just the way that we're talking about Palace right now. It doesn't feel like it's the end of the world, does it? No, which, which is the thing because I've never, I've only ever played Sunday League football at a really, really, really low level. So Travis knows this, but it always amazes me how. How what a difference confidence makes. What and it's such an intangible. And it's so difficult to instil it in a club, and it's so it's so bizarre that one result can just change the mindset of a ben whole Watson group. Ben of... Watson said that in an interview about the season when we went up against who was it in the was it West Ham in the, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he said that season weren't doing well up until about Christmas. Said it. and then a couple of good results. He's he just said. It's confidence does more to you than having someone like Messi in your team. Really? Even though that probably give you confidence. Yeah, yeah, cool. But, you know, just winning two or three games, it does. And I remember when I first played with Crystal Palace, and there was, for the first half of the season, we were awful. We were just like, a, we were a brand new team, a load of boys just put together. And our manager did instill some confidence. We had a few games, we started drawing a few games, we thought, actually, wait, we're not conceding a lot now. We kind of tightened up. And then once we started winning a couple of games, teams that you, you know, I think it was Chelsea that we lost to about. No, it was Arsenal we'd lost to 12-2 at the beginning of the season or something. I, like, honestly, just completely turned over. You know, obviously these kids have been together and groomed yeah. and had their hairbrush at the same time in the same direction <laughs> since they were four <laughs> years old. But... <laughs> but... Anyway, such a lovely image you're having their hair yeah. brushed in the same yeah. I can imagine that happening as well. Yeah. They, but anyway, we got to the end of that season, we ended up beating them 6 4, which just proved the turnaround and mm. it proved that the players were exactly the same on each side. It just proves how much the confidence has to do, and I think that's something that's been lacking in Palace. The, but do you, do, you physically, do you physically feel, to, do you sit there in the dressing room going, I feel confident? Well, I, I went out for every game and when I'm standing there starting it's about to kick off there's just nerves running through your body right. but through playing games and 
winning them, it gives you a sense. You just seem to figure each other out a bit more. You know, you can't... Games when you're nervous, everyone's a bit nervous, everyone's a bit more hesitant. You've lost a couple of games, everyone's trying to prove themselves a bit more. You play a bit... You're a bit more free. You can do... You express yourselves a bit more. So you're less reluctant to to sort of take a touch when you're lacking confidence. You get... Yeah, yeah. you know, when you're... You know, flying confidence. The first touch ball comes and it's down the line, and yeah. you're bang, 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 and everything works. As soon as that confidence goes a little bit, the whole pace, the game slows down, and that's been e- almost evident in our Palace yeah. game. I, I've seen to think we've lacked, we've lacked any, anything up front. It gets up there, and it's a bit like, oh, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no penetration in our team at the moment. Punching's been a full season, which hasn't helped really. He hasn't penetrated like he did the past few seasons. But I just think it's the confidence that we need, and hopefully that Tottenham game has given uh, it. Do you I think it was also the, the trip that, that we had. You know, the fact yeah, that the players went away for three which days. Which yeah. talking about yeah. in this day. There was, you know, Pardew felt that, 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 that some of the cohesion had gone, yeah. that players yeah. were kind of nagging at each other a little bit, that things had obviously got on top of them. And taking them out of that stressful situation, putting them in a different surrounding with different routines, where the routine is essentially just hang out with the rest of the squad, you build up kind of those ties a little bit I know definitely it, it, it well, that, that, well that's really interesting because Pardew said that he was watching Adibai on Balassi talk about African football and life in Africa Scott Dan and Zahar were having a conversation about growing up in working class backgrounds and things that they hadn't really done before and that seems to really help. But that confidence thing, though, Travis. Do you? I mean, when you, you in, the dress, in the dressing room, though, can, do you look around the other players and go, "Yeah, we're all." Yeah, you have more confidence than everyone else. Just, when everyone you, else is playing yeah. well, you know there is points. You know, I'm never, I'm never going to name names, but it's the same for any single footballer. There, there will be points when you step out on the on the pitch and you think, "I like this guy," but when I've got the ball. I don't really want to pass it to him because I feel as though he might not do... You know, a couple of seasons ago, you would have thought, right, I want to pass it to Balassi because I know he'll run past a couple of players. Um, His end product has improved a lot in the past couple of seasons. But two seasons ago, you're thinking when he gets the ball, he might beat a guy, but the final ball's not going to go into the box. It will just end up going over Mm -hmm. the bar or something. But once you see a player have a couple of good games and they are doing those things, yourself, in your own position, feel more confident to, you know, give them the ball. And as selfish as it sounds... It's just the natural way to behave on a football field. It's just about trusting your the players around you. And the more you trust the players around you, the more they trust you. It will just kind of work subconsciously in a way. And it just works subconsciously through winning a couple of games. Good. And do you know what, lads? I trust you. This is why I've got you on the oh, podcast. Oh, well, well, so well done. done. <laughs> uh, I think that's a... You've ruined it. Uh, that's a good part to end the pod on. A very confident note to end the pod on. So, chaps, thank you very much for being on. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, you'll hear from us after the West Brom game at the weekend. So we'll see you then. Welcome to Vast National Bank. How can I help you? Hey, I'm here to talk to someone about a loan. Oh, I'll grab you the L97B. We call it the just talking form. What about actually applying for a loan? Oh, my. Let me pop in a new toner cartridge. Hey, Bill. Want to pass me the big stapler? Yeah, I'm going to try a community bank. Skip the mega bank. When you need a loan, find a community bank at banklocally.org. Podcast Network.